0: This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E.
1: TL Talk Radio Season 7, Episode 3. Welcome to season seven, episode three of TL Talk Radio. I'm Lynn Junie Hatton.
2: And I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. Today, we're speaking with Tom Sherrington. Tom is co-author of the newly published Teaching Walkthroughs, Five Step Guides to Instructional Coaching. Tom started out as a physics and math teacher in the 1980s and has since worked in numerous schools of different kinds as a teacher and leader. He began writing at teacherhead.com as a way of sharing his ideas. In addition to teaching walkthroughs, Tom is the co-author with Oliver Caviglioli of The Learning Rainforest, Great Teaching in Real Classrooms, and Rosenshine's Principles in Action. Tom currently is working with schools and colleges, providing support on curriculum, assessment, and improving the quality of teaching.
1: So welcome to the podcast, Tom.
2: Well, thank you very much for inviting me. It's great to talk to you both.
1: Yeah, so really interested in this topic of teacher development. Um, As a former instructional coach, I found this um, book that we're going to talk about today, walkthroughs, very interesting. So let's uh, get the conversation started with what brought you to this important work of teacher development.
3: Well, I've I've been working, I was a head teacher for uh, several years, and uh, since then I've been a consultant working in in schools, helping other schools with their professional development programs. I was just so interested in the complexity of it the personal uh aspect of it and how that's also linked to the kind of research and evidence base for teaching I just think the whole thing is very interesting and also really important it's also really difficult so you know it's, we underestimate sometimes how how much effort and thinking needs to go into a, a professional development process which leads to one teacher being a more effective teacher for uh, and I th- I just think it's it's important to do that. So the book that we wrote was kind of based on our experience. Oliver similarly has been a, a head teacher of a, a special needs school and we both have this experience of the challenge of getting a teacher to engage with ideas, understand them, implement them in the classroom. And uh we have sort of slightly different uh, uh, sort of ways of expressing our ideas. Here's the here's the visual <laughs> guy doing all the diagrams and I and I have the kind of the step-by-step writing approach, so we sort of had this different kind of angles that we that we brought together in, in the walkthroughs.
1: Complementary angles.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, Oliver, he he's, he's, he loves. Oliver reads all the all the books, so he's constantly quoting the, the the psychologists, the researchers about instructional coaching, about graphic design, about the use of visual tools to to support design. Uh, thinking and how that link leads to practice, so he's he has this really interesting perspective, and mine is very much more about. I've worked with this teacher in a science classroom, and when I see them doing the strategy, these are the reasons why they're finding it difficult to enact. Um, yeah, so it's it's a it's a fascinating area.
2: So let's jump into the book walkthroughs. Where where did this idea come from? How did the two of you sort of diverge and or converge on this uh, this topic and. You mentioned research-based. So, what are some of the research-based uh, reasons behind using walkthroughs for teacher development?
3: Well, I think you know we we had a sort of experiential aspect to it, which is to do with um, just research engagement through our practice, working with with schools. So, so for example, going back a couple of years, uh, I, I would be going to schools and, and people were saying, "Well, what's the simple thing to read?" Um, and I would say, "Well," Barrett Rosenshine's Principles of Instruction is a really useful document because he, uh, he he produces distillation of lots of other research into ten principles, uh, and a lot of teachers find it really really useful because it's a, a really neat summary of lots of ideas. And I I wrote a book which is very a short summary of that even, and and it sold really well. So we realised that this this idea of simple access to to ideas is uh really really powerful and people have there's a demand for it mm-hmm. now rosenshine's principles himself you know if you unpick it there's lots of different studies he's citing but a lot of it is his own sense of what he's seeing uh so there's that type of research there's the cognitive science so uh books like daniel willingham's why don't students like school is very popular in the uk and um Pooja Agarwal and very other people have written about retrieval practice. I mean, these ideas are popular. Robert and Elizabeth Bjork, their ideas about um, spaced practice and and so on. These these ideas are filtering into schools. Uh, and we, we we felt that we needed to sort of do the sort of step by step to those uh, so that people can start getting into them. I mean, I, I the research itself around why, why visual guides help, in, to be absolutely honest with you, I mean, Oliver is a person who really yeah. is the expert. I'm more like I feel like I'm the user of that. I find it immensely useful. Uh but there is a studied a phenomenon, for example, around what what is uh what we call the three-point communication aspect of it. So what we what what we're trying to advocate is that we get away from this sort of what we call a top-down instructional coaching, uh, instructional leadership model where the expert goes into a school, into a lesson, and tells the teacher, this is what I'm seeing, this is what you should do better, and then the teacher is supposed to walk away and approve. We're saying that's, and there was some of the research around effective teacher development is saying that, that that only goes so far. You need the teacher to own that. So you sit side by side with the teacher, and the walkthroughs is a reference, a third point reference, where you're saying, okay, can we, can we all agree then what the steps are in this process? Let's, let's have a look. Which bits do you do well? Where could you improve? And it informs a discussion where you're looking at a, a kind of neutral, resource, which is a description of some practice, which isn't personal to the teacher. So you're not critiquing them all the time. You're just looking at something, outside of both of you, and it helps the conversation be depersonalised and more sort of procedural. And that 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 that's one of the reasons why people are sort of, uh, are starting to use this approach. We think. Mm-hmm.
2: So I will say for our listeners who haven't—if ha- you haven't seen the actual book, uh, it's very um, artistically designed and very appealing. It makes you want to actually pick it up and open it up and, and look inside. It's a nice size and a very nice color, and uh, the, the images and the visuals inside um, are very engaging. And also, going back to that idea of the research-based Um, The research is woven in, particularly in the opening section, uh, in a very non-threatening, very easily consumable way. So um, kudos to you and your co-author, Tom, for uh, designing a a very approachable and easily usable, attractive book.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I think think it's important to sort of and we're sort of like we always say this sort of cliche standing on the shoulder of giants. I mean we we we've borrowed so many ideas from researchers of all kinds to sort of put this into practice. And o- o- Oliver cites them all and he wrote this sort of early section. So he he there's a there's a guy called Michael Grinder who talks a lot about the need for when you when you're trying to develop shared understanding, if if I'm just talking to you about an idea which is ephemeral, like um something like um a questioning technique which we might call you know cold calling, which is a technique that's defined by doug lamov in in teach like a champion so if i'm talking to you about that and i'm just using words uh, and gestures the the words are are sort of hanging in the air and you might they they pass and so you might your your ability to grasp that idea and think it through um is volatile it 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 might dissipate and we whereas when it's visually written out like here it is like the idea that we're talking about, it stays put in front of our eyes. And we, so we can look at it. There it is. That's what cold calling is. Step one, two, three, four, five. Boom. It doesn't move. It doesn't go anywhere. So we can kind of engage with it without the idea of going through our, going out of our mind. And that's, that's such an interesting idea. Just having something static and stated is, a we can, we can get much more into the detail of, do I do that? Do I do it well? Could I do it better? Which is where the improvement journey begins when you're talking to teachers
1: so let's dig into the content of the book a little bit um in in the book and randy already talked about how how accessible the resource is you've divided the book into multiple sections you know starting with a why, and then you have these this what section and then finally the how section so let's focus on the what section the the actual um protocols or strategies i guess is yeah is a word um sort of how are these walkthrough tools organized and you know maybe walk us through one of your favorites or one that you think is um relatable to a lot for our listeners
3: okay well great yeah so in, in the what section the kind of the, the meat of the book you know, there are six areas and we, we designed them to sort of span the full range of things which teachers might do uh, you know we debated the, the categories for a while but we, kept, we ended up with six and we think they'll, they'll cover most bases in the end uh, and there's there's a couple of other volumes to follow so by the end there will be more in of the same category so there's behavior and relationships uh, uh, which we think is important like a book which is trying to encompass everything about teaching to some extent has to include that Uh, curriculum planning that's a bit more abstract so that's like thinking almost before you go into the classroom how do you design your curriculum so that you're breaking the concepts down and then three of them are, are very much more about in the classroom strategy. So there's explaining and modelling, questioning and feedback, retreat, practice and retrieval. These are the, the more sort of behavioural type things where you have to act things out in the room. And the last one is what we call mode B teaching, which is about other types of activities which are not the teacher leading the class, standing at the front asking questions and sort of other things. So let's say like one one of them would be Let's say one of my favourite ones, which I find I get a lot of mileage out of talking to teachers, is one called signal, pause, insist. <laughs> so these are my favourite strategies because, when in a busy classroom, when you want uh, the class to be listening to you when you want to, and then maybe talking to each other when you want to, maybe doing some writing when you want to, and then listening to you, you need a signal which says, "Okay, everybody, everyone, stop what you're doing and listen to me." And so, signal. Uh, that, that's So there, there are five steps to this. The first one says, choose a signal. So that sounds obvious, but sometimes teachers are very sketchy about this. And sometimes they say three, two, one. Sometimes they clap their hands. Sometimes they just go, everybody, stop talking. And they just use their voice. So they're saying, decide a signal, which you use all the time, you know, and make that simple and clear. Then you Rehearse it. So make sure your your students really know what you mean. When I say clap, 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 that means put your pen down, face the front, and listen. Or so so you rehearse it, and then you practice it. You give the signal, and then so you during the lesson multiple times. You you know raise. Some people do this great one. They just raise their hand, and they don't say anything, and it's like nice and silent. Raised hand, that means okay, everyone picks it up. Pause. So you this is the important bit where you don't just say. Okay, everybody listening and blah, 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 and carry on. You, you, you give the signal, you wait, you give people a few you know, seconds or whatever it is to, 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 to recognize that the signal's happened and to come out of their conversation and look. And then the last one is insist. So you you don't just carry on regardless, even if some of the children aren't with you, yet. you insist that they stop what they're doing. So that is a, a simple structure to this te- technique. Um and it, and it spells it out. So choose a signal, rehearse the signal. Then in the lesson, give the signal, do the pause, and insist everyone's with you. And if you get used to that pause, insist, you get really good buy-in, and it becomes very fluent part of your teaching. So that's that's a That's an example. And then we everything is similar to that. So we give a rationale for the technique, and then we get, we sort of break it down into five steps. Um, and sometimes the what the five steps are, you know, m- more. Sp- Small, you know, tiny bits of practice, and others. Uh, but it's it's a kind of it gives a structure to the whole book that everything's in five steps.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And are those five steps the adapt strategy?
3: Well, the adapt strategy, no, the adapt strategy okay. is a whole other layer. So, so talk to I, I us
2: I, about I, the adapt strategy because I know you oh. uh, highlight that in each one of the walkthroughs, and then at the end again.
3: Yeah. So, the, the, uh, well, what we thought about right from the beginning is almost the what the last thing we want is is people to pick this book up and think oh i'm being told exactly what to do like i'm some kind of robot you know and that really is the kiss of death for teachers really embracing professional learning so these are not like rigid instructions they are a guide for thinking about your practice so what we're saying is that here's here's a set of ideas which we think are useful but now adapt them now so you write it on every single page now the adapt is an acronym so the a means attempt so before you uh dismiss an idea or you know reject it or um start to evaluate it too much attempt to just have a go at it you know and often when teachers have tried something to get you know separately or together they 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 have a better understanding of the thing they're discussing so have a go or at least mentally you know rehearse it so imagine yourself doing it so attempt the strategy then develop the d means develop so add steps, make it slightly more fine-tuned for your class. Um, you might need to be, think about the precision of where you are in the room or the topic you're teaching. So develop means kind of add finer-grain steps. The A, which is also been ADAPT, so it's within its own acronym, which we think is, you know, quite quite neat. <laughs> but it's like ADAPT means sometimes you just have to really change things wholesale. So, you know, in a, in a school, you might have a music teacher over here and, a, and a, a, in grade one, and you have a... A grade 10 uh, science teacher over there, it's unlikely that every strategy will absolutely relate to both of those identically. So clearly you're going to adapt it for the age range, for the content. Uh, uh, and it might be this, the deep, that you know, you do need to think slightly more thoroughly about them. So you adapt it for you. So it feels like your strategy. The P is for practice. So we, we think this is so important there's lots of studies i mean there's some superb guys in the u.s like deans for impact who, who talk about this sort of need to practice um douglamov is another person obviously lots of people talk about practice um paul Banbrick, and toyo all well, these it's such an important feature of teacher development you and practice so we, we're saying don't don't just say yeah i've done it or i'm no good at it or that will never work for me until you've sustained a bit of effort to get better I, i've seen teachers really improve uh, by sustaining the focus like how they do retrieval activities questioning techniques all kinds of things and last of all tests this is probably the hardest bit that sometimes teachers sit around a table in a in a faculty meeting saying oh yeah it's going really well for me um that strategy it's all going great and actually what they mean is i feel good doing it <laughs> um or the kids seem to be enjoying it now those aren't bad things but does it mean they're working well not necessarily so When we say test is, well, how do you know something's working? Well, the kids are producing better work. They're getting better test scores. Their writing is improving. They're making better music. You know, there must be some evidence in what they're doing in their learning that that is telling you that things are working. So let's have a look at that beyond the feel-good aspect of it. Or the opposite. You know, you might just think, oh, it's going terribly badly because it feels hard. But actually, it might feel hard. But you know what? The students actually seem to be doing better as a result. So test means evaluate with some objective measures. Anyway, so that's what ADAPT means. It's a constant uh, reminder to people that to own these things, make them your own, and test them out.
1: Excellent. So you finish up um, with the house strategy in the book. And um, if our listeners pick up a copy, they'll be able to see quite a few of these um, strategies or routines, maybe in some cases protocols. And uh, thanks for highlighting a couple of those and the ADAPT for us. So before we invite you to share what's next for you, Tom, we'd love to hear your thoughts and a few rapid response questions. So this is an opportunity for our listeners um, to find some other resources that they may want to take a look at to learn more about this topic. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so God. who's one okay. expert? <laughs> So who's one expert or listeners should connect with to learn more about teacher development? I
3: think um, there's a fantastic guy in the UK called uh, David Weston um, who, who has a Twitter handle called at Uh t- David Weston. And he runs an organization called the Teacher Development Trust. So you can look them up, TDT, Teacher Development Trust. They're excellent. They have a fantastic website resources. And the whole the whole entity is geared around how do we make teachers better, and he himself is superb uh, sort of spokesperson for teacher development and as a, as a whole vehicle in school in schools and colleges. So, here's the one: David Weston. He's he's a he's a fantastic guy.
1: Excellent. That's um I've never heard of him, so love to hear new people and uh, yeah new resources. And being from the UK, that's um great to broaden our our horizons. All right, if you were recommending one book to our listeners, what might that book be?
3: Well, I I would say uh, if people haven't read Graham Nuttall's Hidden Lives of Learners, they should read that. So uh, he's a a researcher, cognitive psychologist from New Zealand originally. Uh, He died in the early 2000s, but he left a legacy of this fantastic book called hidden lives of learners and it's an amazing insight into learning but also the research process that led them to find so much out about how learning happens in a classroom um so it's a it's a it's a wonderful book it's wonderfully well written and it really is a passionate it's sort of a passionate sort of plea for teachers and, and school leaders to make wise decisions about teaching and not to make judgments without getting into it so I mean I won't go into the detail maybe but if, it's a special book and, and actually you know I once went to an event where Three of us were one after the other asked to name our favorite book about education uh, and that we all said that same one so and that was it (laughs) graham nuttles hidden lives of learners that's the one
1: all right excellent another one i haven't haven't seen uh last question what online site resource or person do you learn from regularly
3: this is a, a, a tough one, you know, because so, there are so many uh, people that I, I, I engage with regularly. Um, but I'm going I'm to go for uh, a person called Kate Jones, who is uh, a teacher of history. And at, uh, on Twitter, I think she's something like 87 Jones, at 87 Jones. And she is a, a, she's one of these people I love because she's a, a teacher who's a practitioner, really. She's uh, not a researcher, but she reads all the research. And she collects information and she shares it. She's written a great book called Retrieval Practice. Um, and I just think she's absolutely the, the archetypal kind of teacher who's engaged with things because she talks about her, what she does in her own classroom. She champions other teachers uh, and she really delivers the job herself. She currently works in um, Abu Dhabi as a, in an international school. But she's a she's somebody. So check out Kate Jones and her book Retrieval Practice. She's an excellent person. I learn a lot from her.
1: Excellent, thank you.
2: All right, so that's one of the most fascinating parts of our podcast when we get to hear uh, some new resources and learn some make some new connections from our guests. Yeah. So appreciate all those uh, new things that we're going to bump up against there, Tom. Very good. So last question. What's next for Tom? What's he working on that he'd like to share with the rest of our listeners?
3: Well, what what I'm working on with Oliver, my partner in crime with the walkthroughs is a a professional development process which schools and colleges are signing up to, mainly in the UK, but also, in fact, we recruited a school from our 14th country yesterday, which was in Peru, which we were excited about. Wow. And what it is, it's a a website called walkthroughs.co.uk and we sort of have this stuff people can subscribe to, and essentially it's a whole toolkit around professional development in schools we've we've made tons of videos uh PowerPoint slides, and all of them are you know following the walkthroughs book but sort of how to helping people deliver that training in their school because we we can't go into every school that engage with us and it's so exciting already like the start of the school year we've had lots of schools send us pictures and say, here's our training session and they're using our resources in their school um and it's exciting to see ideas that come off the page into this sort of process. So we used our uh, COVID lockdown time <laughs> to produce this the website. And it's it's just, I love it. I love seeing teachers uh, learning and uh, sharing ideas. So that's what it is. So that's our big thing at the moment is uh, taking the book and turning it into a whole set of materials for, for schools to use uh, in their own way. And one of the best bits about it is we've made a lot of it online so teachers can read the stuff on their phone, on the, you know, and it's it's all sort of super accessible so that they can do it when they're at home as well as um, at, at school.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for joining us, Tom. For our listeners to learn more about Tom's work, we've linked the book as well as the website Tom just discussed, um, some Twitter handles for uh, other thought leaders in this realm people can go check them out, as well as the books that you recommended and teacher development trust. Lots of great resources there for our listeners. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question, how might you use the research based walkthroughs in the ongoing professional development of your teachers? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for season seven, episode three. That's all for this episode. We'll be back next week with another conversation featuring other innovative thought leaders. Thanks again, Tom.
2: Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. Thank you very much.
1: Bye-bye.